0: Welcome to High on the Hog with Meryl Schindler and co-hosts Joanna Belson and Janice Hardoon. This is a podcast about all things cannabis. Tune in every week as Meryl, Joanna, and Janice discuss the medical benefits of CBD and THC products with each other, as well as with informed guests from the cannabis industry and the lawmakers who regulate it. Enjoy the show. Sex. Uh, well, that, that, that should get your attention. The, the company is called Foria Pleasure, which is um, a bit of a pun, um, I think. Uh, I, was, I, I, I googled you, and let's see, I found um, how a popular cannabis lube slid into the markets oh no and then another one was sexy pot product has a jewish backstory <laughs> oh no um really so we have matthew gerson and kiata reeves first of all did you begin the company did you begin for
1: you yes yeah, correct okay so why that's a great question <laughs> um i think that i mean how deep do you want to go down the rabbit hole uh, as to why. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's another sex reference there. Um, right.
0: Everything's a sex reference here. Um, you might well, okay, <laughs> let me ask this. What did you do
1: before this? Good question. Because that, yeah. that's really what kind of primed my mind to, to receive this idea, as it were, um, to create a product like this. Because um, my previous background was in the adult sex product industry. I had started a condom company. Okay. Um, and the, the, the idea of the condom company was, um, look, it was a social venture. that was trying to address the unmet demand for free contraceptives in parts of the world that didn't have access to free contraceptives. So it was a Tom's Shoes type model, the one, a one for one. But we wanted to take it a step further. And um, instead of just giving away a cheap Chinese branded condom in a part of the world where they didn't read Chinese, we actually launched a, a brand to urban youth in Haiti specifically with partners in health that was relevant to the, to the audience we were trying to get to use the condoms. Uh, so that's where I sort of cut my teeth as it were in the adult product space. And because the my mind was always thinking about adult products when I learned about um, cannabis oil, the first time I was presented with this notion of cannabis being presented in oil form, immediately I thought lubricant. I mean, it was sort of, I just happened to be in a certain place in my life, where that's the way I was receiving that information, and it turns out that there is a, a deep historical precedent of using cannabis to this end, and so we were just the first in the modern cannabis era to sort of rediscover this this ancient use use of this plant.
0: There's also a deep historical um, history of using lubes. Indeed, you know, it's like um, <laughs> that's right. You know, a, a, a spit when necessary, but uh, um, you know, it's. Uh, um, joy gel uh, well, uh, it, it's uh, it gets it gets a little wild out there but when you combine the two I look I, I come from from a time when uh, you know you wanted like hot sex you smoked you smoked a J you know and then you know supposedly it was like fantastic it was amazing supposedly we're, we're so, so well, <laughs> oh, yeah, usually you're too stoned to notice um, And this is more scientific here This isn't just anecdotal that we're dealing with You're dealing with stuff that has It has roots and and a basis Um, Kiana, how do you fit into all this?
2: a really good question. Um, I came in about two years ago and my background is as a sex educator and working in um, the birth world as a doula. And I work a lot with female reproductive health in particular. And so, uh, I met Matthew at a time in the company when we were really growing and expanding and our, um, our wellness line was launching our, our CBD line. So it was accessible to a lot of people. And I think, um, being somebody who had that background and being able to communicate about what cannabinoids and what plant medicine can do for the genitals and within the endocannabinoid system was a real natural fit for us um, and so we just yeah that's how it flowed from there
0: so I guess you know we've got to deal with a burning question here what's a
1: well why, why
0: would you want a stone pecker <laughs>
1: Uh, but probably you'd never want to have a stone factor. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any upside to that at all. And, and you, you, it's actually, the way you frame that question is really interesting because you're a man, but immediately you thought about the use of this. Thank you, you. You, you thought about this in use for men. And one of the reasons um, that we really were passionate about bringing this product to market is that there are many, many FDA approved products for male sexual dysfunction. And there are really few to no options for females. And the reality is, is that the, the medical research is not really being done on behalf of female pleasure, especially as they go through the different cycles of life. So we found, to our dismay and actually also to our excitement, that cannabis is solving for such a broad spectrum of challenges that women face being female-bodied individuals going through life, trying to have more pleasure, trying to have deeper intimacy, trying to you know connect more with their partners or lovers themselves, and cannabis is providing them such a plethora of therapeutic benefits, specifically when used topically on the genitals. Um, you know, I, I remember the to of a product, not that I ever used it
0: ever, called Detain, and one of the problems with Detain was that it. Desen- Hardly branded. It, it it what try that again? <laughs> Hardly branded. Yes, it well it
3: <laughs> it, the, the okay.
0: it um it, it it desensitized your penis and apparently it would also because you'd have like lubed it on, would desensitize her too. So it's right. kind of a a fail fail. Was
2: it meant for Ejaculation control? Yes. So I was like, a, yes. Okay.
0: Rather than, you know, following the old Woody Allen, you know, notion of just think of a f- baseball game in mm-hmm. your head. Um, or kissing your grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, is that sort of... <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that, that works. Um, you know, and, and so with this, you know, if you're putting it in one person, mm-hmm. you're going to get on the other person. Which is why I ask, why would you want a stone pecker?
2: I can I can speak to this Thank a little you. bit. So. It was I don't know the ingredients of that, but most likely there was some numbing agent in there. And the the penis is made from very different skin than the lining of the vagina and right. the, the vulva. And so what we've learned is that with our arousal oils, they're not numbing, they're enhancing sensation, but it's through the mucosa. So it's being absorbed through the mucose lining, which means um, if you look at the penis it's a really different skin texture it's not going to absorb in the same way essentially and because it's a it's a fat it's in an oil it's not absorbing onto the this kind of dermal lining as it would through your mouth so the the lining of the vagina is like essentially how it is in your gums and in here and so it can absorb oils much better than like the the topical layer does
3: it have to do with the pores it's not, the,
2: it's not the pores it's the spacing of the so. it's the spacing of the cell lining so like a mucous membrane has more space between the, spe- the cells for fluid to come through mm-hmm. which is lubrication natural lubrication and then absorb into and so our our epidermis is what protects us from things getting in and out and the the penis has some mucus kind of membrane but not nearly as absorbent as the vagina so it's not affecting people with penises in the same way that it would um, a person with a vulva or a So vagina. you still have
1: to smoke some or we call it canalingus
2: rectal well you well, can do well, ju- one things. thing at a time two things all right
1: <laughs> you can use as a suppository that's the next conversation. All right, but one you thing you start can there. do with your partner is if you apply the cannabis oil onto your partner's genitals, partner's a female, and you orally lick it off of them. Well, you're going to get the benefit of cons- of consuming cannabis orally, <laughs> and so you will get high. While your partner, who's absorbing it vaginally, will get these. They'll get these no. sexual response benefits. But they, which is interesting, is this is something that we would, I believe, might have been the first to discover, is that. Um, when applied vaginally or rectally, for that matter, there's little to no psychoactivity. So the way the body is absorbing, processing, and not metabolizing through the liver, the cannabis, you can take high doses vaginally or rectally and not have the same experience as if you were to smoke it or eat it or vape it or something. Which is
0: interesting because Janice has suggested that the taking <laughs> that, uh, taking baths That's right. really helps because yeah. it is Said something, and that him.
2: would open your pores the
0: heat and the 10 year old laughing would open the pores I mean, and allow for it to open more just
3: close your ears you're going to be embarrassed because I have to ask the question Yeah. so like the penis doesn't have pores
2: it has pores it's the skin like this it's like if it's like a soft. Put, it's a soft skin, it's a but soft it's like it's a pores. It's I mean, it's the a, same kind of absorbency. Like if you were to put something in your mouth, that goes straight into your bloodstream. because I know of because how you had pores, is. and it was
3: able to get through there the absorption. Because I know we use so many topicals right. in right. other areas. Totally. So now
2: we're talking about the penis. The penis. It's just Thank not you. as absorbent as the vagina, and so some of well, the using vagina has all there. these
3: other things because it's got the other membranes. Yes, that it's going to absorb. Well, well,
1: here's the point: we didn't make this for penises.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> okay. So this isn't. A, this well, is, I'm out of
1: here. This I isn't mean, a penis product. Me. <laughs> There's you other know? products for penises. There's you a lot know? of products I'm, for I'm penises. I'm like, I'm <laughs> like, kind of
0: bummed. It's like, um, you could put well, it in your bum. Let me. And that, could, me that <laughs> could provide you an ex- a different experience. Would
2: you Suggested you had resistance to anyways. But, okay, when we're talking about penis, we're talking about blood flow. When we're talking about any basis of arousal, we're talking about blood flow, which is how our arousal oils are working for a female-bodied person is enhancing the blood flow to the erectile tissue. And there's some studies coming out suggesting that, um, that CBD and especially if you use it rectally, so it's locally absorbed, um, can help blood flow into the pelvis. So there's some studies around erectile dysfunction and CBD being really wonderful. And there's also this whole um, part of the pelvis that's innervated through the backside. So like your, your butt, your anal sphincters, all of those, if they're tense and restricted, there's a lack of blood flow. And if you put CBD in your butt, it's likely that that tension is gonna release Increase the blood flow to the pelvis itself, which could increase the blood flow to the genitals of either a female
0: or a male person. There's a certain quality of, of TMI in all this. Mm. But <laughs> so I don't know. believe in
2: TMI. <laughs> i <laughs> you guys. Yeah. There is no TMI. Is
3: that when you're doing that, does that also help with like hemorrhoids and things? 100% like that? I mean, not to yes, change. Absolutely.
2: But, like, I have to see the other medical parts people, of this. People used to spray our pleasure oil on their hemorrhoids, and it was. Decreasing them because it's anti-inflammatory, pain relieving.
1: pain relieving. We just
3: have to learn all Ooh. the different
2: applications. Thank
3: you. A right?
2: Penis in my face. I, I, use, <laughs>
1: I, I use the uh, suppository for an L1 herniated disc. So, uh-huh. I, you know, I for like, lo- lower back pain is one of the primary causes of uh-oh. prescription of opiates in this culture. We all have, there's a lot of back problems. We sit, we drive, we have back issues. And usually, God
3: bless you to the My now. husband's going <laughs> to love the depositories then.
1: <laughs> so we are trying to introduce that as a way to become familiar with, with the benefits of cannabis in a, in a comfortable manner outside of the delivery system because you're not going to get high. Right, because so I think a lot of people are, are frightened about engaging with this plant because of their history of trying it in college or trying and having an unfortunate experience of being paranoid or just not, not enjoying being in an altered state of consciousness. Well, suppositories are a great delivery system for them because we know there's all these analgesic, all these great benefits and they don't have to worry about being high.
0: So what was Foria's first
1: product? How did this, this begin? And did you start
0: off as a sex product?
1: The first the first product was called Foria Pleasure. So the company's called Foria. The first product was called Foria Pleasure. But the Internet immediately called it the weed lube. And so <laughs> lo and behold, because it was the first product of its, of its kind, we sort of breached the walls of you know, cannabis media into general lifestyle. So it was kind of a firestorm of excitement because there are more people out there who would like to get off than there are people out there who want to get high. And so we realized that early on is that we're, we're having a really important conversation with people who have no interest in cannabis, frankly. But they really have an interest in having a, a better sex life or more intimacy or less pain. And so what was really phenomenal for us is that we, we developed a relationship with our client community because of the, the sensitive nature of this product. We had to be really available to them. And when we first launched we were running an online dispensary you know we were here interacting with patients one-on-one online mostly and they were sharing so much with us you know cannabis is a storytelling plant like we like to talk about it we like to be in an altered state sometimes and were told stories um, by the plant and our clients were sharing all these stories with us about how they were using this weed loop. and it wasn't just for pleasure enhancement for some women The pleasure enhancement was legit. It was deepest orgasm ever, first time to be multi-orgasmic, like the the frequency of climax, the the elongation of of climax. I mean, it was really profound what we were hearing. But at the same time, we kept hearing this steady stream of voices talking about pain reduction. And Kiana can speak a little bit more about that, but a very large percentage of people in this culture, people on this planet, as it were, have painful intercourse. And there's not a lot of options for them to deal with it. And it's very common. And there's a lot of shame around it because you don't want to talk to your MD or your OBGYN because what are they going to tell you? Sorry, try this opiate, which is just going to knock out all sensation. Cannabis is much more subtle. It's It's much more caring for us than most opiates tend to be. Opiates are quite caring too, but they're easy Much easier to abuse You know it sounds Almost like you need A
0: secondary brand here Like one For your pleasure Is you know Is is sex Right But you're also dealing And very importantly With pain management With um uh, with, with bodily ills, mm-hmm. which need to be
1: addressed. Ills are just menopause, just natural processes, mm-hmm. which one of our strongest demographic is women who are going through menopause and the body changes and the challenges that they're facing to, to enjoy intimacy and the pr- cannabis has been really helpful.
3: Even there's a commercial out with endometriosis, encouraging women to talk to your doctor because there's a shame in it and
2: they're not talking about their own bodies and, and the pain. common it's so common. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Um, there's a wonderful writer named Mary Roach who did a, a terrific book called Bonk, mm-hmm. and Bonk was a study of my brother sex studied studies. with her. As, yeah, yeah, she's just fantastic. She's very entertaining, and um, in Bonk, she and her husband go through a, a, a sex study, and it's it's you know it's kind of um, horrifying, actually. I mean they, they they have to have intimacy with all sorts of electrodes connected to them, which you know can be kind of a Particularly for guys I think a turn off. Mm-hmm. Um, how did how did you how do you study this
1: stuff? Mm. Well, you know, it, it is observational as of right now. It's it's self reporting data that we've been collecting. Anecdotal. And you yeah. know what though? Anecdotal is I grew up with two physicians, they were clinical researchers. I get it, I get the importance of the validation of the scientific method. It takes long cycles of time to pass that torch just an inch down the road. But as far as we're concerned, like cannabis our use of cannabis as a species dates back 10 plus thousand years this is probably the longest observational study ever undertaken between two species the plant and and ours and we've been able to capture so much consistent data to give us a, a tremendous amount of confidence as far as what is happening with the, with our with our customers now we don't know physiologically what's happening we know some we know that it's happening we don't know how so to that end, we are putting forward some effort in, the, in, the, in terms of studies. So we were approached by a Harvard researcher who sp- specifically focuses on mental health and PTSD and using cannabis as a regenerative for brain trauma. And she also is very interested in how cannabis can help women specifically, because there seems to be an alignment between this female plant and the female reproductive system and all these benefits that that women are getting from cannabis. And she looked at the literature and there was nothing published on a study looking at cannabis for menstrual pain. And our second product, which came out after pleasure, is called Fourier Relief. And that's a high potent THC dominant 60 milligrams of active delta nine THC and 10 milligrams of CBD in a vaginal suppository. And that product was developed because of all that feedback we were hearing about this pain reduction. So we created a very potent product to be presented vaginally for menstrual cramps. And so we are kicking off in the next two weeks, the first of its kind study of around 400 women using that vaginal suppository for menstrual pain. And so we are, we're making some small strides in that direction.
3: I will validate his studies because having Koreatown Collective and being the one that was on the floor having to explain the different products, people kept coming back and telling me and i had many menstrual people that had horrible cramps the girls and we were they were using the suppositories it was helping right. i can hardly wait to get started on my hemorrhoid plan to let you know how that one works out but all this data and because we don't get any support from from researchers or whatever mm-hmm. it's really what comes in and out of my front door
1: well i think one in 5 men um, no 19% of men suffer from some form of erectile dysfunction during That's their lifetime 25. And, what, and nine, 75% lie about it. And 9 out of 10 women suffer from painful menstruation. But the number of studies for ED is 5 to 1 over the studies of menstrual pain. You know, So there's a severe imbalance here in terms of how we're addressing these issues.
3: Does that go back to men having no threshold for pain?
1: Probably. It's just certainly informing the, the conversation.
3: And they're all sitting around the boardroom making those decisions. That's right.
1: You know, in a previous show,
0: we spoke to um, Temple Mike from Temple Extracts, and we went on at a great length about maintaining quality and and the sourcing of product and the uh, the growing of product and the various strains. In terms of what you're using, since you're not smoking it, mm-hmm. um, is there consistency of the same strain in every product?
1: You have- for I, I, I'm sort of happy that we can be strain agnostic um, because early on when we first started we found that I uh, in isolation just the THC compound alone was efficacious to get these responses both in terms of pain enhancement and pleasure uh, pain diminishment and pleasure enhancement And so that afforded us broader access to more source material And so for us it became you know the lens with which we looked at our sourcing was, how are the plants being treated? How are they being cultivated? How is, what is their approach to farming? Are there regenerative principles in play? Are they using inorganic fertilizers? Are they using pesticides? Are they just barely scraping by with the state mandated standards? Or are they doing better? Because you can do a lot better than what the state's decreeing. Um, So, you know, we as a company said, we're, we're asking people to put drugs on their genitals. And no one's ever done that before publicly. So we really have to create our own set of standards. And it, it took a while to go find those farms. And so we've been now in relationship with the same farms for the better part of five years. Um, that we, we know how they're cultivating their crops. We know how they're extracting them. We know the whole process. So we feel comfortable bringing those products to market.
0: Are we dealing with CBD, THC, a mix of them? What, what is the? What is
1: all the products have different variations. Some of them are all CBD, some of them are all THC, and some of them are blends. Okay, and, and how is this determined? Um, a lot of it's been determined by our internal, our internal R&D. So believe it or not, if you, you run a sex and cannabis company, a lot of people want to try all your products. Uh, so we have a long list of people of, of a pretty broad diversity of individuals, both, both age... Um, age, gender, ethnicity, so we can get a a general feel for how the products are being affected, you know, how they're affecting them. Uh, And so it's not a hard science by any means. Like my hope is, is that these are all first-generation products. You know, for us to say this is the best lubricant on the market, this is the best anything, is, is filled with hubris and completely lacking in any real orientation to where we are in terms of the progression of this industry, which is worth the beginning. So we're doing our part to sort of raise the bar a bit on the use of cannabis to this end and the hopes that someone else is going to come along and take what we've done and make it better. Like we just want better and better products and we're going to do our best to make the best products on the market, but they're the best products we can make today given the evidence and the data that we have. They're not the best products that we can make someday. Someday we'll understand that we have more than two cannabinoid receptors. You know, that specific strains and specific... um, blends of terps and cannabinoids have very specific responses to certain types of imbalance and certain types of diseases that are being expressed in humans. We're nowhere near that. We just discovered we had an endocannabinoid system. You know, it's just, we're trying to land on the moon with basic basic arithmetic. (laughs) You can't, you need a little bit more advanced math to get there. So, Kiana, uh, for someone who comes out of
0: the sex education business, Mm -hmm. I I mean, are you you doubtful? Are you amazed? What... what, uh, Based on, on your history, what, what what are you feeling here?
2: It's a really good question. Um, I am consistently inspired. And I'll give you an example. Last week, about two weeks ago, we put out a kind of invitation into our community to speak to this um, demographic of painful penetration, which one in three women in their life or people with vulvas experience in their lifetime. That's a really high percentage of people experiencing pain when they should really be able to arc towards pleasure and I had over 40 people write to me just about this one product which is Awaken and each one of their stories was so moving that half of the office was in tears reading these things because these are people that have spent thousands and thousands of dollars um, seeking out some kind of way to heal their bodies. I mean, sex is, like, a really fundamental part of our well-being. And when somebody is experiencing um, some sort of inhibitory or some sort of pain, something that's blocking them from being able to experience that pleasurable part of their life, um, it's it's a really, like, critical thing. And so people do anything to make it feel better. And I had this one message from a woman, and she said... Um, For over five years, I've been experiencing vulvodynia and vaginismus, which is a contraction of the pelvic floor. So you can't even use a tampon sometimes if you have vaginismus. It hurts so bad. Um, And the only thing doctors really are resourced to offer these people are dilators, which are things that will essentially stretch the, the vaginal walls. And she said, you know, I bought your product in hopes that it would help, but with like very low expectations because I've tried everything else. And she said within minutes of just applying it, I started crying because I felt hope for the first time in many, many years. And so we get that kind of feedback all the time. And like Matthew mentioned, it's across the board. So these are people who sometimes are in their young 20s or 30s and they're experiencing some sort of um, chronic pelvic pain that's undiagnosed. Some people um, endometriosis or chronic uh, inflammation. We don't know some people menopause, and it's this whole spectrum of the female lifetime that these it's like really applicable for. And I don't know a plant or a medicine that can have such wide efficacious um, use across the lifespan. So I'm I'm consistently inspired. Um, I have a formal training in doing like intravaginal pelvic work and scar tissue remediation and, and helping with pelvic pain. And I've never come across anything that has been such a tool to have, that to allow someone to experience that type of pleasure. And on top of that, as a sex educator, um, we have a lot of conversations around how important pleasure is to wellness. We consider ourselves a wellness company, not just a cannabis company, but but people that are offering plants to support whole body well-being. And sex is a really integral part of that. And so if we can support people in that Um, that embodied experience, you know, of pleasure, shame-free connecting with themselves and connecting with the partner and supporting them, making it that much better, you know, allowing that access to orgasm to be even more intense, deeply pleasurable for the female. It's going to be that much more pleasurable for their partner as well. And so it it really doesn't matter to us, like who, who the other end of um, the partner is because anyone seeing their partner experience like, an up-leveling of pleasure is really going to be impacted by that.
0: Now, for, for those who are wondering what we're talking about, it's a product called Foria Pleasure, F-O-R-I-A. That's the
2: THC arousal oil. And then we have our Awaken, which is Foria right. Awaken. And they they are widespread. And, Foria yeah. is, the,
0: is the company. Um, and at the beginning of the show, I mentioned a headline I'd seen. Was it was it the Times of, of Israel? Um, and the headline was um, that you have a a Jewish backstory.
1: That's right. is, is this
0: kosher cannabis? Well, what are you talking about here?
1: Um, well, I think um, you could say that the, the Jewish people have a more fairly progressive attitudes towards towards sexuality in general. I don't know what is informing that. Historically, I've, I've not really thought about it at length. Um, it connects with guilt in some fashion. I, I think so. Eating how. and guilt and sex. No, there's no. there's some trifecta there. Um, no, that, that, that just is... My background, my my grandfather was sort of set the set the precedent for entrepreneurialism because he was the oldest of six kids, and his father died when he was in high school, so he dropped out of high school and had to become the breadwinner. Um, so I think it was it was more the entrepreneurial um, lineage that I fell into. Um, I just certainly took a uh, a circular path here. I didn't set out to create you know cannabis products for sexual wellness. That that wasn't the intent. Right. I, I ask because I know that some of the most advanced um, cannabis research
0: in the world is being done in Israel. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, you know, unlike America, mm-hmm. um, they don't, they don't have a government that looks on the stuff as um, as as the devil's own product. It's that there this is a a plant, and this plant can do some
1: amazing things. So um, you well, know, like the that, grandfather of it all is is uh, Raphael Meshulam, who's you know the yeah. the cannabis researcher, one of the first. Kind of his researchers out of his garage, essentially, um, you know. And there's a funny story that, that you'll probably appreciate. In the, he was the first to identify the neurotransmitter that THC binds to, right? And uh, so he gets the the uh, the ability to name it, right? And so. Here he is in Israel. He's doing this research. He finds his neurotransmitter because no one knew, why are we having this experience? What's the lock and key in our brain? Like Why do we even have this receptor? So he finds this receptor and he gets to name it and he calls it anandamide. Right. So that's the name of this. This is the name of the neurochemical that we produce Mm -hmm. internally, you know, endogenous to our own system is, is a chemical, a molecule very similar to that phytocannabinoid so we can absorb it and we get the benefits of it. And apparently our body enjoys being a little bit high, a little bit altered. So he names it anandamide. And so I, I read an interview with him and they asked him, I said, why did you call this anandamide? You're, you're this Jewish researcher in Israel, and you get to name this thing. How come you chose a Sanskrit word for bliss? And he said, well, I looked around, and, you know, apparently the Jewish people don't have a lot of words for bliss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it could have been named brisket. Uh, <laughs> he maybe they said bris. But it bris? No, it's bliss. <laughs>
0: uh, the product is Foria, F-O-R-I, available at
1: um, uh, Finer Dispensaries. Well, yes, I and think. also we have an entire line that's sort of our analog products to our THC products are hemp-derived products cannabinoids with CBD and CBN and other other cannabinoids that are available online almost anywhere in the world minus a few a uh, few rigid states here in the U.S. and a few mm-hmm. countries that you still can not export CBD yes. to. But that was really important for us to, you know we had women flying to Colorado or California from out of the country to get the pleasure product because they had read about it and to Kiana's point they had They didn't know what to do they wanted to try anything so we work with an herbalist to kind of reverse engineer the benefits of each of these products in a form that's available widespread and for us you know the 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 efficacy of the product is paramount you know so we we give the product to the press first before we even launch it they let them do honest reviews of the product to say hey write an honest review if this doesn't work we're going to live and die by this like so we really believe in the power of these products And ultimately it's not us. Like we don't know how to make cannabinoids. We don't know how to do the magic that the plant does. So the plant is really what we all have to turn to and kind of bow down to, because it's creating these phytocannabinoids that we're getting the benefit from. You know, our work is to shepherd this this medicine to shepherd this chemical into the the public and to do that alongside education alongside real standards alongside transparency and like trying to work on behalf of the plant because of all of its therapeutic potential
0: matthew gerson keanu reeves Foria f-o-r-i-a thank you um my, my thanks to janice my thanks to joanna my thanks to phil for putting up with me being scattered Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of high in the hog we're growing we're growing fast and we want you and all your friends tell them if they want to find the show just go to high in the hog the podcast.com that's high in the hog the podcast.com find us on itunes find us on amazon find us on the internet tell
1: a friend